This episode of Kicks and Bricks is brought to you by The Den Consulting Agency. The Den is a marketing agency that works directly with firms and provides them with innovative, distinct strategies that will take your projects to the next level. Drive your business and promote your products with The Den today. Consulting, that's what we want, baby. You can find them online at thedenconsulting.com and by phone at 646-770-2507. Are you a sneakerhead? Yeah, boy! A baller? Ballin'. Want to know about the hottest brands you can lace up and run with? Well, get ready, because we got all the details right here. Nice take by James. Oh, he stops! LeBron James puts it down in the face of James Johnson. Kevin Durant way outside. Delivers! Kevin Durant from downtown. It's a six-point game. And it goes off to Kobe. Good drive, Kobe underneath. Puts his nose on the line again. Makes the basket. He's fouled. Oh, what a play. And Kobe, after he was fouled, after the ball nestled in the net, he waved to a cameraman down in front. Says, take my picture, baby. Sixers running the break. Iverson accelerating to the jam. It's Kicks and Bricks, where we got game on the streets, and on the court. Money's gotta be the shoes. Shoes, shoes, shoes. shoes. You sure it's not the shoes? I'm sure, Mars. Money's gotta be the shoes. And here's your host, Jamel Cutler. Welcome to another edition of Kicks and Bricks. Today we have a street legend joining us. Um, He's the definition of a real one, straight from Jamaica, Queens, Bimmy. What's good, Ben? What's good, bro? What's going on? All right, thanks for coming on. Um, so for those of us who don't know, like, can you tell us a little bit of your backstory in Queens, like, before you involved, evolved into one of the realest dudes in the hood? Well, my backstory is, you know, I, I grew up on the south side, Jamaica, Queens. You know, my grandmother's house with my mother and my, um, my brothers and sisters, eight of us brothers and sisters and you know my father bought my mom's house on farmers so I moved over there and was raised and I, you know I, I met a guy by the name of Bill Harvey who played at St. John's University he told me I play basketball like you know now he didn't really teach me but um he, he more or less showed me how to play like moves and you know we was going to park every day together you know and I fell in love with basketball so you know then I started playing basketball then I got recruited by Andrew Jackson High School and I made the varsity basketball team in the ninth grade. As a matter of fact, in the eighth grade. They liked me as an eighth grader. And then when I, um, thank you. Then, then when I um, was coming out of eighth grade, I was supposed to go to Grover Cleveland High School. But the coach, Mr. Gramby, Chuck Gramby, he seen me play. And he's like, why don't you come to Jackson? He said, I want you to come to Jackson. You know, and I said, all right, I, I'll, come, I'll come to Jackson. That's when you know Lloyd Daniels. Um, yeah, yeah, Dave okay, Edwards. Okay. Hey, Dave Edwards, um, who else there? George Allen, um, it's, it's so so many so many people, you know, so many guys that you know that went to that school, because it's a basketball school, you know. And what type? I, um, what type of player were you? Oh man, I'm, I mean, I'm a shooting guard, and um, you know, before I went there, I, I played in the park. And um, I was scoring like 40 points, 50. Like I was, I was unstoppable. Like I'm like, I go left, right. I'm gonna lay you. I can shoot it. 
off the glass, off you know whatever. I'm 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 just going, and I got moves, and I can pass. Like early, like a few minutes ago, you mentioned Lloyd Daniels. Like he was one of the nicest dudes. Around New York City, right? Yeah, but yeah, that's um, my childhood friend. But of course, like the drugs and the stuff was like a real problem with him. Like yes, and he still made it to the league. Like yes, and got shot. How nice he was, yeah. And got shot. Like see, with, with Lloyd, me and Lloyd grew up together. We was the Jackson. When, I, when he came to Jackson, I was there already, and I fell off the basketball team already. And um, he was going to school, but he wasn't going to school. He never came to school, you know. And I was on the team at the time, and then he wouldn't come to practice. He just come to games. He wouldn't even go to practice. He would just come to games. I'm like, I'm looking at Mr. Grammy like, yo, if I fail, if I fail two classes, he get on me. Lloyd, Lloyd, like you know, mind you, six, six, nine. You know, guard. He can play any position on the court. You know, and at six nine, I was five eight, five nine. You know, and um, when he when he came, you know, Mr. Granby, you know, just did open the, the the door for him. Like he can do whatever he want to do. So, but I didn't know at the time Lloyd was getting high. Cause we was kids. I didn't I didn't know about drugs and all that at the time. I didn't know about you know using and all that whatever. And I, he always stayed in his attic. And I was always like, why this motherfucker come to his house? He in his attic, yell out the window, I'm coming, I'm coming. But Lloyd was up to get high with his own, you know what I mean? So I'm like, yo, why this thing was in the attic? So one year, I fell dark. So now I'm in the streets. He's coming to my block and told dudes, yo, Bim, so I can get this, I can get that. They just give it to him because they know he was my friend. You know what I mean? And then one year, he tried it with somebody else and they shot him because he took it and they shot him. You know what I mean? For that reason. Right, so he got better, better. So um, I'm working out now. Now he said, yo, I'm going to UNLV this summer. I'm leaving. He said, you want to come with me? I told talk about you. I said, yeah, hell yeah, I want to go back to school. I don't want to be in the streets. So he said, all right, let's work out every, every day this summer. So me and Lloyd working out, we doing what we got to do, whatever. I'm paying him, I'm, I'm, I'm giving him money because he ain't got no money. I'm, I'm, I'm helping him out, I'm giving him money, you know, but not knowing that this Lloyd was using me. I, the day we're supposed to leave to go pack and go leave, I go to his house. I, I asked his grandmother, where Lloyd at? He said, oh, Lloyd went to school already. He left. I said, oh, shit. This dude left me. Oh, wow, that's crazy, man. Yeah. Then I got deep. I got deep in the streets after that. And then um, next thing I know, he was the Spurs. He was sent to the Spurs. But before that, you know, I don't know if you heard of Derek Chivas. It's called a Band-Aid Man of Missouri. He played for the Houston Rockets. That yeah, was my, that was my brother. Like me and him, like we played Hollis Biddies all the way up. He was the Holy Cross, and um, he, he's always with a Band-Aid. That's what Nelly got it from. Nelly got wearing a Band-Aid because cause Derek used to wear the Band-Aid all the time. You know what I mean? And they call. Hmm? Did, you, um, did you ever play with Mark Jackson? Yeah, yeah. Mark Mark was older than me, but Mark raised me. Like one year, <laughs> this is funny. We were, we we only had like five dudes for the court, and I don't know if you remember the Wheeler twins that that played with Mark at Bishop Lockman. I think his name was Billy and Dave. One, they were the Wheeler twins. It was, they were the Wheeler twins. We played against them one summer in this tournament. We only had five guys, and I always played with the older guys because I was good enough to play. You know what I mean? Plus, Mark was mentoring me. 
you know? So this particular game in Queens, in the gym, we only have four players. Me, I was five. So we played against the Wheeler Twins. So I started that game. And Mark used to always get on me. Like, you know, give me the ball, you're going, go, 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 go. I was nervous, I was scared. You know what I'm saying? I was like, you know, these dudes been in the game already, you know what I mean? And I'm like, but I was playing, but this, I'll never forget this dude, man. Um, name was Junie. Who was uh, number one, His name is Junie. Come on, man. Yeah, he went to Springfield High School. He was a guard. But this dude, that's one game I know I got my ass ripped. He tore me up. Mark was looking at me. Mark was like, go, go. You know what I mean? And I was like nervous because the dude had my heart. He, I ain't gonna front. He tore me up on the court, right? So I let Mark down and shit at that game. I know I let him down. So now we're gonna rise there to, to a tournament and um I'm on Mark handlebars. We drop we ride on the bicycle. I'm on his handlebars and this dude named Freddie Love, they was they was after me. Cause I was I went to the, I walked this girl to the store. But I liked her, I ain't gonna lie, I liked her. So we don't like someone Mark handlebars and Mark. We ride to back of Murdoch. So as we ride, these dudes try hit me and Mark on the bike. Boom. But Mark caught it and verb and I jumped off the bike, off the handlebars. So I'm looking around. Next thing you know, Mark said he called me Gus. My middle name is Augustus. So he called me Gus. For Gus Gus um for um Gus Williams. You know what I mean? You know, I was like, I was a guard like that. So he said, Yo, Gus duck. And I turned around on duck and dude had a bat. Oh shit. He tried to hit me with a bat. And I spent off, I turned around, I put my hands up. So the other dude came. Now, mind you, these dudes grown men, they're older than me. So he came, they came to jump me, and I ran the yard with these dogs. And Mark teased me to this day about that. He said, you rather run the, the yard with some pit bulls to fight these dudes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I'd rather took the ass with them. Yo, I, yo, them dudes are notorious, man. They, back then, I was a little kid. Them, them dudes, they grown men. They was fighting. They was, you know, back then, it wasn't really no shooting. It was like, you got you to gotta know how to fight. You know, and it was crazy. It was crazy for me. But I got out of it, though. Do you, um, do you have any other funny stories, like, with Mark? I got one with, 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 with Lloyd. I, that... Oh, Mark. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, Mark. Mark. Mark, Mark had um he liked chocolate chip mint ice cream. And um he was at St. John's at the time. I was in high school. And I used to always play hooky and go to his locker room because I had his, his combination to his lock, him and Chris Mullins. And I used to always take their stuff. But they knew I was me taking it. I used to always take their stuff out, practice stuff on that, and I wear it to a game. But it'd be too big for me, but I'd be wearing the shit because it says St. John's on it, whatever. And I used to tell Mark in his apartment. And this one particular day, I ate Mark ice cream. He came home from practice. He wanted ice cream, and I ate it. Mark called me. Don't come to my house no more. He said, you ate my ice cream, didn't you? I was going to lie, but I, I, I ain't going to lie to Mark. And um, I said, Mark, I was hungry. He said, you should have called me and asked me. I, was, I just came from practice. I was looking for that ice, I was looking for the ice cream, and, you, and it was gone. You know? Then one time... He had a shirt. I think it was uh, one of them all American shirts. He had a shirt, and I wanted it, but it was it was snowing outside. It was like ice. He said, "I right, I'm gonna go in the house. I was on his porch. I just came to his house. And they was eating dinner. 
So, you know, Mark Moms are strict. They, and Mr. Jackson, they ain't let nobody in the house when they eating dinner. Cause they ate in a nice setting. Like, you know, a black family usually don't do that. So they eating dinner. So I stayed on the porch. He said, yo, take your shirt off. I'm gonna take my, I'm gonna give you my shirt. I said, um, all right. So I took, I took my shirt off. I'm out there bare, bare chest and everything with a shirt with no shirt or nothing in the snow. He starts screaming, lock it, shut the door, boom. <laughs> How cold he, was You know, it's New York. It was cold. So, but he, he gave me the shirt, though. He gave me the shirt. He gave me the shirt. All right, so, um, like, so, like, when you talk about, like, the Queen's Underworld, like, like, most people, they know the Supreme Team, but, like, a lot of people, they don't know, like, Pop Freeman and, um, and Ronnie Bump. Like, can you talk about, like, their influence? Wow. Well, first, Ronnie Bump. Ronnie Bump, that's my niece's father. Oh, for real? Right? Yeah, that's my niece's father, Tiffany. That's, that's, that's the problem. I told the Bump on Thanksgiving, too. He just came home. He had been home a month. How's he doing? He doing good. He just came home. He owns a lot of property, my brother. He all right. So he just came home. And um, he used, to, he used to take me to my games at IS8. And he had a Corvette, a black Corvette. I used to get out and everybody sitting outside the gym before the gym opened. Everybody be outside. They see that vet. They see him. They be like, yo, what are you with? I'm like, that's my father. You know what I mean? But you know, I ain't had no father. You know what I mean? So I was like, that's my father. They was like, Ronnie, bump your father? I'm like, yeah. You know what I mean? But he used to, he used to always pick me up and take me to my games and, you know, make sure I was all right. You know what I mean? But then Pop, Pop Freeman, I was a little kid. I lived down a block from his store, like two blocks from the store. And I should always go to the store. I'll clean up. You know what I'm saying? I go to the store for him. I do stuff, you know, I was like running, running for him. And um, one year, I ain't had no one to cope. You know, and um, he asked me, he said, he said, hey, boy, where you go at? And I said, I ain't got one. He went in his pocket and put out stacks of hundreds like this and handed to me, three of them. He said, go get your coat. I want to buy my first snorkel. I want to snorkel. And, and I bought some other, some cloth. I bought some other stuff with it. And um, I came back with my coat on. And I looked at Pop, you know what I mean? He said, you all right now? I said, yeah, I'm all right, Pop. Thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's kind of like a good dude. Like, well, Pop? Yeah. Man, a great dude, man. Any man that peels some money off out of his pocket and give it to you and you're in, you're in distress in your life, you got nothing at home, and he's trying to help you, come on. He did that with all the kids, right? All the kids. You know what I mean? He, he'll help you. And, you know, that's mainly the, the street adults back then. You know what I mean? They was doing that. They was helping kids out. That's where I get it from. You know what I mean? I always give, you know what I'm saying, to somebody ain't got nothing. So, like, I, so earlier you mentioned that you play ball. So you had, like, one foot on the court and, like, one foot in the street. Like, when was, like, the turning point for you, like, to leave basketball alone for good and just, like, dedicate yourself fully to the streets? When I failed off the basketball team in high school, I knew I was going to get back on the team. I had no mean because I, I wasn't interested in school, you know what I mean? And I didn't have that, that, that home where that core, like, do your homework, you know what I mean? I never in my life did homework. So I don't know how a person would pass. And, I, and at that time, I didn't know how to study. So I was really, school wasn't really nothing that I wanted to do. Was just, I just wanted to play. But you have to pass through classes to play basketball. So I didn't have that core, you know what I mean? So once ninth grade, I failed in ninth grade. And when I failed, I stopped going to school. I started hanging in the streets. And then, you know, it was over for me. 
So like you're basically like 14, 15? Yeah, yeah, yes, about that, yep, yep. Is that when you like hooked up with Cream for the first time? Yeah, yeah, like 15, 16, I hooked up with Cream. When I fell off, when I fell off that first year, I um I was in school, I ain't had nothing. The first year, I, I was really hurting. The following year, my 10th grade, that's when I met Preen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That that's 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 when I met Preen. My 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 10th going into my 10th year, my 10th grade, that's when I met Preen, and then that's when everything started, you know, clicking. Was he like or was he like already praying back then or was he Yeah, he was already praying. He was already praying. He was already praying. Like what type of person was he? Like person. He was a father figure, nurturer. You know what I'm saying? Great teacher. You know, he taught me, you know what I mean? Taught me taught me a lot. Did um did you see like the men the menace inside? Of him back then when you were coming up, or did you kind of like that again? Did you did you kind of like see the minutes, uh, the minutes inside of him? Coming oh yes. Up, or did yes. you like kind of like shield you away from that? No nah, hell no, hell no man. I was part of all everything he did. You know one thing one one teaching he taught me, like I had to do on the roof, in the projects, and um I was cutting them up. I was doing some dumb shit, trying to impress him. I watch him do shit, so I try to impress him. And I and I stripped him naked, and I made him come downstairs, walk to the project naked, and walk across the street from the pre when everybody else is out there. And you know he got green eyes, so he gave me this look. He gave me this look like, you know what I mean? And he pulled me, and I told the dude first. I said, "Yo, put his clothes on him." I seen you know his look because always pre had that look to all of us, like he gave us a look. So when I looked at him. He pulled me. He said, "He said, um, a man that abuses power should be stripped of his power. You know what I mean? Because he thought I was abusing my power. You know what I mean? And he said, you never know one day when you want to be spared. So you got to learn how to spare people. Sure. You know what I mean? So I left the guy alone. And, you know, and I learned from that day to, like, spare people. Like, you know what I mean? And don't abuse my power. You know what I'm saying? And, and it stayed with me through my whole life. What's like the hottest situation like you ever been in? Running around. Excuse me. What's what was like the hottest situation you've been in? Like running around with friends back then. Well, one this dude, he came to our block one day to the house, one of the safe houses, and took work, and he left. He was in Atlantic City. He took work, and Primo's rode out there like three of us. Like, it was four of us together with Prem. And um, we, before we got there, he, like, he's a teacher. He like, all right, he asked one guy, what should we do when we get there? Guy said, what well, something, whatever he said. And Prem, then he asked the other guy, and um, the guy said, we should kick the fucking door down. You know what I'm saying? He said, yo, Bimmy, you come in the front with me, green eyes, you go in the back. Boom, they go in the back. And because um, he asked me first, he asked me what should we do. I said, I'm following you. It's a good answer. You know what I'm saying? Good answer. So when we got there, Supreme knocked. And the girl looked out the window and said, and she knew it was Supreme. She said, 
hi, Supreme. Like that, warning the guy in the house. You know what I'm saying? When she said hi, Supreme, the dude's in the house. So he knew that, like, you can get up out of here. So he tried to go through the Look, he looked out the window with his back, and the other two of our guys was back there. So he's like, he couldn't do nothing but give himself up. And then, you know, we grabbed him. How much money did he owe for? No more than like 40000 50000 something like that. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. All right, so what was like the Supreme team like during the hype, as far as the streets is concerned? Well, during the hype, you know, Supreme was in jail. Prince was in jail. Um, everybody was in jail, you know, but me and Just. So a lot that's what people don't understand that during the hype is when me and Just was in charge. And the hype was like the Mike Tyson fights, you know what I mean? The 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 bus rides for the whole neighborhood, the um taking care of all the people in the projects, um bunch of women, cars. You know what I mean? Um, Rich Porter come out there and staying with us. Um, you know, the Alpo with Just, because I was his man. That wasn't my man. I was Just man. You know what I mean? And Just took me to Harlem, you know, around them guys. You know, that was, that was you know, something big. Because I've never been, I don't hang in Harlem. I'm a Queens dude. I stay in Queens or Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? So I, I wasn't really like a Harlem guy. You know what I mean? And, you know, some of Brooklyn guys was with us. You know what I'm saying? And then we were going trips. Like, like when we go to fight, Harlem, Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, the big drug dealers like us, we all come together and meet at the airport and fly out. You know what I'm saying? And fly out. We used to go to Will Smith and Charlie weekend they had for, for Philly. We used to go to their weekend. They had a weekend. They, all the boroughs, we come together, the real niggas, and we go to them and tear the whole shit up, fuck all they women. And, and, and you know what I mean? Man, that sounds good. That sounds like a good ass time, man. Oh man, I mean, you know, it ain't like the way it is today. You know, where the guys warring against each other. The rappers we, never got they they never got mad with you back then for messing around with their girls. Yeah, they, you know, they put hits on my life before. For real? Yeah, hell yeah. Preen Preen helped me out a lot though. Preen, you know, saved me twice. You know what I'm saying? They they had a hit on me and all that type of stuff, but. Yo, I'm a young dude. I look different. I'm light skin with freckles, red. All other niggas like you, dark skin, Afro, you know, wave, rays, whatever. I'm I'm a different breed. I'm I look different. They was like, we're gonna try this nigga out. Niggas wives. And you know, I'm a late, I'm a late, I'm a late bloomer, and my mom's kept me in the crib. So once I got out and I started getting some money, it was over. I'm trying to jump on everything. Which I shouldn't have did. All right, so earlier you mentioned um, Alpo and um, AZ and Rich Porter. Like, did you know about them, like, being from Queens and the things that they were doing back yeah. then? Yeah. A close friend of mine, he got killed. You know what I mean? He from Harlem. You know, his uncle murders, not uncle murder, um, murder mook. It's his uncle named Duke. You know what I mean? They cut his joint off, put in his mouth. He did him dirty. That's my guy from Harlem. You know what I mean? I met him at a show. I don't know why I met him at, but me and him got close. And he said, yo, I'll go get your car for you. I said, take it. I don't take the bins. Yo, he came back with my shit black and gold. My shit piped out. Because I didn't know about piping back then. My shit was piped out. The, the gold BBs on it. My shit was crazy. Right? So Poe seen him 
at Auto Yopio in, in Manhattan and said, yo, and I was with him. I was with Duke. And he's like, he came to Duke, like, well, I'm on the other side, though. He came to Duke, yo, why are you showing the Queens things where we get our cars done at? You know what I'm saying? So Duke told me, you know what I mean, whatever. But no, but God bless the dead, man. That was my dude. God bless the dead. Have you seen a spoken to outpost since he been out? No, nah, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. Are you surprised that that he's just walking around freely? I mean, I'm not surprised because it's I mean, that's crazy, man. Yeah, I know it's crazy, but I'm not surprised because it's error. You know what I'm saying? This error, it's no, it's no, you know, I'm not saying that a dude should do something to him because I don't promote that. I, I, I don't know if he paid his price yet and, and only God have that ability because he sit that high to know what price he need to pay. You know what I'm saying? But I know me as a man, myself, how I was taught, I'm a, I had to lay down. My life is over. Once I get in, it's over. My life is over. It's not... It's not a question where I'm gonna say and play with myself and say, um, I, I'm not gonna live the rest of my life here. I'm not, but I was doing shit that I was doing shit where I should have did the rest of my life there. You know what I'm saying? So therefore, once I enter that game, I know because I'm on premium. Always tell us you should be able to at least do ten years out your life. You should be able to at least do ten years out your life. You know what I mean? And I always prepared myself for that. So when I got caught, they gave me three to life. I'm like, I'm taking this shit. I'm gone. All right. So like, while you were locked up, like Bobby and Whitney, they held you down a lot. Like, can you yeah. talk about like your friendship with them? Well, um, Bobby, his sister, that was my ex. You know, me and her was dating Carol. You know, and God bless little Bobby who just died. You know what I'm saying? Last week. You know what I'm saying? And uh, my, my, my heart, it goes out to Bobby. You know what I'm saying? Because you lose a wife, a daughter, now I'm a son. It's tough. It's tough. You know what I mean? So, you know, I spoke to the family the other day, Thanksgiving, all that, me and her talk. You know what I mean? But um, my relationship with Bobby is like, it's like my brother. Like, like when I got caught, I had called him. And I said, yo, you know, my bail was $2 million. After I got back to the Queen's house, he said, his exact words to me was, don't worry about it. You'll be out tomorrow. You know what I mean? But I had a bill sufficient hearing, whereas they got to count where that money come from. You know what I'm saying? So, but it came from Whitney. So when the DA told the judge, I went to my hearing, he asked the judge, you know, they was talking. He said, yo, the money's countable and it's come from Whitney Houston. The judge didn't know who Whitney Houston was. You know what I'm saying? So he said, it's good, Your Honor. It's, you know, so... They grant me the bell. Then when I got out, they wait like a month and a half to uh, spring on me like, yo, we ready to go to trial or what you want to do? You know what I mean? I'm talking about lawyer like, yo, I, I ain't ready to go to trial. I want to stay out a little longer. He's like, yo, they, they want me to pick them. They, want, they, they ready to go. They want to get you over with. And I was like, fuck. And then I said, oh, give me another week or so. And then um, I took the time. All right, so, like, you did your time, and you got out, like, um, like, what was the party like for you coming out? Because well, you know I, you had something going. Yeah, so when, when I came out, Anthony Mason, he was playing for the Knicks at the time. He had gave me $50,000. He said, welcome home. You know what I'm saying? So when Mason had me that 50000 I was like, I'm putting this shit back in the game. 
You know what I'm saying? Cause my thing was my thing was hustle mode. You know what I'm saying? We had we had a dinner, you know, certain stuff like everybody came out for my dinner, whatever. But I'm like, ah, I get to work. You know what I'm saying? So um back in the day, Mason had a beef with Biggie. And that's a that, that's that record means somebody's fucking NBA wife and all that shit. You better go talk to him if I put the gun to him, put spark to him. That that was Biggie saying it about Mason. So when Mace came to me, I didn't know it was Biggie at the time. He told me a nigga in Brooklyn, he had a problem with him, but he never said it was Biggie. I told Mace, so listen, you in the league, I said, chill. Remember he was in college, he was in Tennessee State. I said, chill. I said, I'll go take care of it for you. You go to school, you do what you gotta do, cause you go to the league, my nigga. We don't need you out here with guns and all that, you know what I mean? So we was going to the tunnel, to the Midtown Tunnel that day. He took his teeth out of his mouth and cut the lights out. He said, ah. I said, oh, shit, come on, Mason. <laughs> Took his teeth out of his mouth, and he had no teeth in his mouth. I was like, oh, this thing is crazy. So so Mace was really about to go there with Bombay. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yes. Did you ever cross cross paths with um, Biggie back then? I did. I did. Yeah, what I was did. that like? It was cool. It was like, you know, um, Stretch, stretch that got killed from Live Squad. That was with Pop. Stretch mm-hmm. introduced me to him at, at Daddy's house one day. You know, the Puff Studio. Yeah. Just downstairs, whatever. Yeah. Um. But I didn't know at the time that was him who was talking about. But mind you, he never came out until Big made that record. Damn. So we really just saw another piece to the um. I got a story to tell. Puzzle. Say it again. Nah, nah, I was just saying, we just saw another piece to the I Got a Story to Tell. So that whole puzzle, because like for years, nobody knew who, nobody knew who Biggie was talking about un- until Fat Joe said it. It was um, Anthony Mason. Oh, he did? Yeah. This was like years ago when um, ESPN. Do, do you know what I'm saying? I didn't even know that. Yeah. Do, like, see what I'm saying? Like for a whole 20 years, people thought it was John Starks. Until Fat Joe said it was Mason. Mason, yeah, yeah. And Mason, 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 Mason gonna put that twerk in because he wanted that hammer. He gonna put that twerk in. I promise you, that mother was wild. So they never like met up face to face to like kind of. No, no. He didn't. I'm glad he didn't. Yeah, me too. God bless the dead, man. But God I bless think- the dead. Yeah, but I think Mace would have gave, you know, Biggie that work. Yeah, he would have. Yeah, he'd have had to. He'd have to sneak him. He'd have, he'd have had to. He's fucking his wife. God bless him. All you right. Know? So, um, so since you're from Queens, um, do you know like Run DMC? I know Run DMC. Yeah. I'm 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 like the I'm like the the, the fifth member. You ever seen him on stage and shit, guy in the b-boy stand like this? I'm sure I did, but it's just not coming. That was me. I'm on the right or left side. Hurricane on the other side. It's running, running D, then J. I got a documentary coming out. I got a documentary coming out called um, Uncensored Hip Hop. What's what's the name of that shit? I'm going to tell you the right word. I'm going to tell you the right word. So I won't, I won't get it messed up.
this this the um this the trailer. It's on YouTube. Not yet. Oh, not yet. It's gonna be. It's gonna be FX. When is it coming out? Can you tell us a little bit about it? Shit. It's starting to, um, it's uncovered hip hop, hip hop uncovered. Mm-hmm. See, was that Big U that I seen? Yeah, yeah, Big U's the real one. I seen him out in, um, in Cali a few months ago. Yeah, that's 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 yeah, that's Big U. That's all of us. It's me, my, my sister Deb, Waka Flocka's mother, Big U, Haitian Jack. In Trick Trick, Detroit. You have you ever met um, have you ever met Jack before? We lived together. Oh, for real? Yeah, that's my dude, man. That's have really you, my guy. Have you spoken to him lately? Yeah, we just filmed in, in DR a couple of months ago. Oh, yeah. and I talked to him on the phone the other day. He's still deported, so he can't come yeah. back. Right? No, he can't come back. He's in DR. He he got deported to to, to Haiti, but then you know he moved over next to DR because he don't want to live in Haiti. All right, man. So, um, so, so we were just talking about um, Run DMC. Like, are you surprised that they officially um, caught the guy that allegedly murdered um, JMJ? I mean, because like, I know the guy. I, I've been around him a thousand times, and I ain't never knew. I didn't have a clue that he had something to do with it. You know what I mean? But you know, they say you're innocent until proven guilty. So I really don't know. You know what I mean? But they saying it's him. And he and he never like said anything. Nah, he was quiet. He was quiet. He was quiet. Quiet. That's crazy, man. Like, like I never knew Jay like to be that type of guy, but no, nah, he's not. He's a great man, great father, great husband. He's a, he's just a man's man. Like you know, guys that he have nothing, you'll bring them on the road, let them get some money. He, he, Jay will help any guy out, man. Anybody. He didn't want to put me on to different genre of music, to like jazz, to like pop. Like he, he put me on a different stuff because he always listened to it, different type of music. You know, and um, an, and another Queens dude who I think was a real one, Black Just. Like that's um, my guy. That's my brother. Like back in the day, I back in the day, I remember he used to have like this little boxing thing, like like back in like ninety three, ninety two. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. Probably like 90, 90, 92. Yeah. Um, I was in jail though. Yeah, yeah, he did. But that's that's my brother, man. And like God bless him. Like me and him, my crib is his crib, his crib is my crib. Like we we you know when praying and praying about the jail, it was up to me and him. You know what I'm saying? It was up to me and him to hold the team together. And that's what we did. And that's what everybody said. Those glory days, the golden era with me and Just. Cause we was we got along with everybody and everybody got money. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't all like killing, it wasn't, you know, name the game, it was money and get out. 
Do you ever see that ever coming back to New York? Never, never, never again. They don't build them like that. They don't build men like that no more. Yeah, and plus, and plus, now there's cameras everywhere, so it's kind of that's right. It's kind of possible to like do anything. Exposed, it's exposed. You know, you're exposed too much, and you know these guys they kill somebody in a few hours they get caught. Or, or they'll put it up on Instagram. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know who snitched on me. <laughs> he got your name on your course of chest and shirt. It's on your story, bro. <laughs> Yo, it's on your story, yeah. <laughs> so, so, all right, man. I want to thank you for coming on. Um, I look forward to your upcoming documentary. When is it coming out yeah. again? February? Um, February? Beginning of February, Jan end of January. On, you start on, promotion December next month. 